Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Pei Dalid Amid Aleph, the beginning of the ninth parak. The uh, Mishnah says, the Mishnah is listing women who are also for the husband, mota for the yavam, mota for the husband, also for the yavam, also for both, and mota for both. So the Mishnah says, Yesh Mutaris there are some women, a lot of these things are going to be pretty posh, we'll just run through them, it's a little bit of a cheshbin, but it's not very difficult. Yesh Mutaris there are some women that are mota for their husbands, for Asli Yavmeyen, but they're also only for their yavamas, meaning they're not allowed to marry the brother, but they're allowed to marry the husband. We'll go through all these cases. Mutaris and some women are the opposite. They're also for the Yavam, but they're they're for the Yavam, but they're also to their husbands. Mutaris some women are muta for both, and that's obviously obvious. Asuris and some women are also for both. So says the Mishnah. These women are permitted to their husbands, but permitted forbidden to the Yavams. Hold on one second. Recording stopped. Progress. So the Mishnah begins by listing the women that are mutter for their husband, but they're also to do yibum. Uh, this is not by kares. So the Mishnah says, You have a regular kayin, Shenasis almana, who marries an almana. So she's mutter to her husband because it's a kayin, kayin is allowed to marry an almana. But the brother is a kayin gadol. So she obviously cannot do yibum. Now, by the way, the Gemara is going to point out two things. Why does the Kayan have to marry an Almana? If the Kayan marries a woman, she's an Almana when the husband dies. So why does it have to be married an Almana? Even if it's a non-Almana, she'll be an Almana by the time she's ready to do Yibum. Um, in addition, why does it have to be married an Almana? Even if he's Mekadish an Almana, it would be the same Halacha. The Gemara is going to point this out. Second case, a Cholol. So a Cholol is a Kayan who is disqualified from the Kahuna. Shenasek Sheira. He marries a woman who is Kosher, a woman who's eligible for Kahuna. So that's that's allowed. But the problem is, the second she marries him, she becomes a halala. Then she can't do yibum because the brother is a kayan. Third case: Yisrael shenasa bas Yisrael v'yeshlach mamzer. You have Yisrael who marries Yisrael, but his brother is a mamzer. So that marriage is allowed, but she can't do yibum because the brother is a mamzer. Or mamzer shenasa mamzeres, or a mamzer that marries a mamzeres. That's a marriage is allowed v'yeshlach Yisrael, but the brother is a regular Yisrael, so the brother can't do yibum because he can't marry a mamzeres. Those are all examples where it's muttered to their husband, but it's also to do yibum. Second category. These women are also for the, to do yibum. They're muttered to, to, to marry the yavam, but they're also to their husbands. What's an example? So, yeah. The Mishnah says, You have a koyin gadol that's mekadosh and almana. So she was not allowed to marry her husband, but but the brother is a Kayin Hedith. So she's allowed to do Yibam because the brother she's allowed to marry even though she was not allowed to be with her original husband. Kosher, and by the way, it has to be Kayin Gadol Shekidish Almana and not actually marry the Almana because the second he marries her, that would make her a Halala, disqualifying her from her his brother who's a Kayin. Second case, Kosher Shenasa Halala, you have an eligible Kayin who marries a Halala, so that's an also relationship. But the brother is a cholol, so she can marry the brother. Third case, Yisrael shenosim mamzeres. You have Yisrael who marries a mamzeres. So that's also Yishalach mamzer. The brother is a mamzer, so that would be mutter. The last case, mamzer shenosim bas Yisrael. You have a mamzer who marries a regular woman. So that's also Yishleach Yisrael, and um, and he has a has a brother who's a Yisrael. So the mamzer was not allowed to marry the woman. 
but the brother, the woman, can marry because she's a Yisrael and he's a Yisrael. And all these examples are permitted to the Yavam, but they're also to the husbands. Third category, these women are also for both. So it's easy. You have a Kayin Gadol who marries Almanus, that's Aser. And the second he marries her, she becomes a Chalal. And the brother, who's a regular Kayin, is not allowed to marry her. So she's not allowed to marry the husband, she can't marry the Yavam either. Second case, you have a Kasher who marries a Chalala. So the Kasher married the Chalala, so a Kayin married a Chalala, which he's not allowed to do. And the brother's a Kayin, so she's Aser to the Yavam and to the husband. And a mamzer mamzer, and you have a mamzer that marries a basi so that's not allowed. And the brother's a mamzer, so she's not allowed to marry either because she's a basi and they're both mamzerim. both of those are aser. The last category where you're muted to both, that's everyone else. Now the mission now continues. The mission discusses a shnia. A shnia is a rabbinic erva. Uh, one of the examples I think is like a, a grandmother is a shnia. Shnia is medivri soifim. Let's say the relationship is only a shnia. Shnia labav shnia liyavim. Let's say she's a shnia to the husband, but she's not a shnia to the yavim. Ah, uh, different fathers. And uh, what's the example that uh, that Rashi gives? You have two brothers, the same father but different mothers, and one of them married his grandmother. His maternal grandmother. So it's a shnia to him, but she's not a shnia to the brother because it's a different, uh, it's a different mother. Um, so that's a shnia to the one and not to the other. So asur labal muteris liyavim. Shnia yavim liyashnia labal. Asur liyavim muteris labal. So if it's a shnia to one, not to the other, then it's going to be muter one and not to the other. Shnia lezel lezel, asur lezel And if she's a shnia to both, then she's asur to both. Now, one the mission just ends off by a halacha, and that is that if a woman, mar- if a man marries a woman who's a shnia. So it's rabbinically forbidden to marry this person. Chazal were very stringent. And Chazal penalized the marriage that Ainla like Suva Paris. That when he marries a Shnia, she forfeits her Ksuva. That means that she doesn't get Nikhsi Tsun Barzal or Nikhse Malug, meaning all the property that she brings into the marriage, he's allowed to use and he does not have to return. It's a penalty, because this is a marriage that we do not want rabbinically. And he does not have to provide her with financial support. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, p- part of the reason is, the reason why a husband has to support her financially is because we want, basically, we want the marriage to continue. But if we're not interested in this marriage, then he doesn't have to. And he doesn't have to pay back for worn-out garments. Let's say he, he wore some of her garments, not clothing. Let's say she brought in male clothing into the marriage or towels, whatever, and he used them to the point of wearing out. Normally, at the end of a marriage, he would have to reimburse her. He does not have to in such a marriage. And the child is kosher because it's not a mamzer. But we force them to get divorced. That's all by a shnia. But but all they have a ksuba. Chazal were more strict on this marriage, a rabbinic problem, than a biblical marriage, a biblical issue marriage. And Chazal made it that you forfeit the ksuba on a bibl- on a rabbinic marriage, but not a biblical marriage. Okay. So from here till basically almost the end of the daf, halfway through the next Amid, we're going to question uh, certain details of the Mishnah. The Mishnah started off by saying that if you have a regular Kayin, 
who marries. The Mishnah was giving an example of permitted to their husbands, but also to the Yavams. And the example was, you have a regular Kayin who marries an Almana, whose brother is a Kayin Galos. The question is, why does it have to be that he married her? Even if he didn't marry her, let's see who's just Mekadisher. The same halacha will be, it will be the same halacha. He's Mekadisher, no problem. Then he dies. So she falls to Yibam, to the brother who's a Kayin Gadol. It's the same halacha. Why does it have to be that he married her? Why couldn't it just say that he's Mekadisher? So the Gemara, and the Gemara is going to end up saying that it, it could have said that it was just for the flow. But the Gemara at this point thinks that maybe there's a difference between the brother marrying this woman or being Mekadish's woman. The Gemara says, Maybe you'll say like this, the reason why is it that she can't marry, she can't do Yibam, because the, she's an Almana and he's a Kayin Gadol. So you'll say, okay, but a Kayin Gadol is a Losasei, and there's a mitzvah asay of yibum. Asay is docholos asay. We've had this many times. Perhaps the Gemara is saying the reason why it says that he marries her is because when a woman is an almana to a kohen gadol, it's a lav. When she's a non besula, it's a lav and asay. You see, when you're mekadesh and almana, which means you take a widow and she never she never lived with her husband, so she was mekadesh her husband. Then then her husband died. Then she's mekadesh this man. and The husband dies. She's still a besula. She's just an almana. Perhaps the reason why you don't do Yibam is because the Mishnah specifically set a case where he marries her. Because when he marries her, not only is she an Almana, she's a non-Basula, so it's an Asay and a Los Asay. But if he was just Mikadisher, maybe you should do Yibam because it's just a Los Asay, because she's still a Basula, potentially. And you have an Asay Dechel Los Asay. The problem is, Hakula Pirkin, Asay Velos Asay Velosi Asay Dechel Los Asay. The problem is, throughout this Mishnah, we have cases of an Asay of Yibam. Like, you don't do Yibam in the Mishnah, it says you don't do Yibam if he's a, if he's a Mamzer. Why not? That's a los asay, and yibum is an asay. Why don't you say asay docholos asay? We don't say asay docholos asay, as we've discussed in the beginning of this mesechta. So therefore, there, it, can't, it can't be that the reason why it said marrying this almana and not mekadosh the almana is because to tell you a halacha, because the halacha is the same. The halacha is unchanged, whether you married her or you mekadosh her. So what's the explanation? So the Gemara says, you're right. Mishum de It could have said mekadosh. It just said marrying because the end of the Mishnah said marry, so we wanted to keep the flow. Because the Mishnah ends off by saying, The, the Mishnah is giving an example um, of a woman who's forbidden to both, and it said, A Kayin Gadol that marries an Almana. So he's not allowed to marry her, and the second he marries her, she becomes a Halala, and she's disqualified to the brother, who's a regular Kayin. So therefore, it had to be a case of marriage, because if he was just Mekadisher, then if a Kayin Gadol is Mekadish a woman, and then dies, the brother could do Yibam, because she did nothing wrong. It's Dafka because they got married, rendering her a halala that forbids the husband and the brother from doing Yibam. So the Gemara says, So because the end of the mission said Nasa, so to this case also said Nasa. Okay? So that's why it said, so again, so the Mishnah started off by saying that case, where it says that you you, mikad, you marry an Almana to a, a, a marry an Almana, and the brothers of Kain Gadol, it said marry, even though it could have said Kiddush, because the end of the Mishnah. Here's the question. Adani Mishum Seifa, you're telling me that it said marry just to keep the flow. 
What about the next case in the Mishnah that said, What about the middle case in the Mishnah? It says, The middle case in the Mishnah is a Kohen So you see, there are cases in the Mishnah of Kiddush. So why did he say, oh, It said Nasa, it said marriage, and not Kiddush to keep the flow. But the second case in the Mishnah is Kiddush, so you could have kept Kiddush and it would have also kept the flow. The answer is Mishum Bas Bukta. You're right. The reason why it said marriage is not because of the end of the Mishnah, it's rather because of the adjacent case. The, the the very next example of the Mishnah is Chalol Shenasa Ksheira, a Chalol that marries a Kasher. Meaning we thought that that the case of a Kohen Gadol, we wanted to say marriage to keep all the cases of the Kohen Gadol uniform. The problem is one of the cases of Kohen Gadol is Kiddush. So you're right. The reason why we said marriage by, by the case of Kohen Gadol is not for all the Kohen Gadol cases, it's for the exact next case. The exact next case is Chalol Shenasa Ksheira. It's talking about a case where a Chalol marries a Kasher, rendering her uh, unfit to the Yavam. And that's Dafka because they got married. Because if it would have been Kiddush, it would not be the same. So the next case is Dafka marriage. So to the first case, we kept marriage just for the flow. Okay. We're still going to focus on the first case, which is a Kayin marries an Almana and has a brother who's a Kohen Gadol. The question is, why does it have to say that he married an Almana? Even if he didn't marry an Almana, she's an Almana by the time she falls to Yibam. Are you looking for a case where the brother can't do Yibam? Cases where a Kohen marries an Almana. And let's say she wasn't an Almana. Let's say he married uh, a regular woman. By the time she falls to Yibam, she's an Almana. Yibam means death. So why does it have to be she has to be a double Almana? Why does it have to be that she mar- he married an Almana? Just stop. Married a woman. She's an Almana by the time she falls to Yibam. My Almana. Listen to Go to the next page. So I mean the question is so why do you say Almana? Lukhir the halacha would be the same. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says maybe the reason why it says that he has to marry an Almana for the brother who's a Kaingadal to be forbidden. But if he married a regular woman, um, maybe the halacha would be that he could do Yibam. I he's a Kaingadal and she's an Almana. Perhaps we look at the Yavam's relationship with this woman as the status she had when she entered the marriage. So when she entered the marriage, if she entered it as an almana, then he can't do Yivam. But if she entered if she if he entered if she entered the first marriage as a, a non almana, as a, as a a virgin who never got married before, perhaps the brother should do Yibam, even though she's an almana now, because we look at it as like a continuation of the first marriage, perhaps. The problem is that's not true. The entire Mishnah is based on the premise that it's mutter for the husband and also for the brother. So you see that the brother is not a continuation of the husband because the Mishnah is riddled with cases where it's mutter for the husband and also for the brother. So you see that the brother, it's, he analyzed the woman when she falls to him. So if that's the case, then the Kohen Gadol cannot do Yibam regardless. So why does it say that he married in Almana and that's why she can't do Yibam? Even if he married a regular woman, she's an Almana by the time she falls to Yibam. So Gemara says, you're right. It could have said a regular woman and just kept it for the flow. The Gemara says, "Avadim Mishum Seifim Shetabaylu Misi Seifim Kain Gadol Shenasa Amana V'Yishla Akoyin Hadid Akoyin Hadid Davka Amana B'Sulah Chazile B'Shemachin Tan Amana." Because the end of the mission wanted to pick a case where it's also for both, and also for both is where the first, uh, where she was an Amana to the Kain Gadol, and then she fell to a regular Kain, and it had to be Amana in the in the in that case to be also to both. So we kept Amana in this case as well. Okay. Here's the Gemara's Kasha. The Mishnah has been discussing women 
that are mutter for the husband, also for the yavam. Mutter for the yavam, also for the husband. Mutter for both, also for both. And it had it talked about a mamzer, it talked about a kain gadol, kain hadit. The Gemara says, if we take what we learned um, a week ago, we could actually have a very interesting case. We had a week ago a machloikes. Um, if you have a, we know that a mitzri is allowed to marry is allowed to marry any woman once he has three generations in. We had a machloikes. What happens if you have a second generation mitzri man marry a first generation mitzri woman? Do you go by the man or do you go by the woman? Meaning. A second-generation Mitzri man marries a first-generation Mitzri woman, they have a baby. Is the baby third-generation because the father was second, so this baby's third? Or do you go by the mom, and the mom's first-generation, so this baby's the second-generation? Rav Yochanan said the rule is that you go by the mom. See, here's the thing. If you take that and we accept that teaching, then you know you know how you could have brothers where the woman's mutter for one, also for the brother, vice versa? You have a second-generation Mitzri who has two wives, a first-generation Mitzri and a second-generation Mitzri. Has babies from both. So that baby, if you go by the mom, one baby is a second-generation Mitzri and one baby is a third-generation Mitzri. So a woman is mutter for one, the third generation, and also for the other. So if you accept that teaching... Why don't you put that in the Mishnah? The Gemara says, Masler of Papa, if Rav Yechonin is correct, that Mitzri Shani Shinasa, Mitzri Shaina, that if you have a second generation male Mitzri, who mar- a convert, who marries a first generation convert Mitzris, so Benosh Neni Hava, the child is a second, meaning go by the mom. So listening Nami, I could have a case that could touch on all the, the entire, the, that can hit on every category of the Mishnah. This is the case. Mitzri Shani, a second generation Mitzri man, he has two wives, both Egyptian converts. One is a first generation, one's a second generation. And if you go by the mom, that means that the children that he has from either, one is a second, and Aser, one is a third, and Mutter. So you'll have two brothers, one's a second generation, one's a third generation, because you go by the moms, different moms. And if that's the case, then you could have a woman who's Mutter for one, Aser for the other, just depending on who she married. If she married the second generation first... Then she's also for him. She's a regular Israelist, but she's mutter to the brother because the brother's a third generation Mitzri, or vice versa. The Gemara says, So the case that it's mutter for the husband, also for the brothers, if she married the third generation first. Mutter for her, but the brother, who's the second generation, would be a problem. And vice versa. Now, what would be a category that's mutter for both brothers? Giyiris, a convert, right? A mitzri can marry a convert, even before third generation. And what's a case that's also for both? In Islandus. In Islandus is also for both. So why don't we put that in the Mishnah? If you go by the mom, when it comes to defining a mitzri, so why don't you put that in the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, we could have. I, so why is it not in the Mishnah? Ton of Ishire. Our Mishnah omitted, meaning the fact that it's not in the Mishnah is not a proof that we don't pass in this way. It was just left out. The Mishnah was not a full, conclusive list. Now, Mashire da Ashire, anytime you say that a Mishnah is, non, is a non-conclusive list, you have to prove me, you have to bring me something the Mishnah did not write. So, Mashire da Ashire, what's an example of something the Mishnah did not list? Mashire da Ashire, what was omitted from the Mishnah, not the mystery case, to show that the Mishnah is not, is not comprehensive? Shire Ptsuadaka. You know what it left out? A Ptsuadaka. 
A Ptudak is a man who um, who got injured in, in the genital area, and the halacha is that she, he's not allowed to marry a Jewish woman. So th- that could be in the Mishnah. How so? The Mishnah is looking for cases where it's mutter for one brother, also for the other. It's very simple. One brother is a Ptudak, and the other brother is not. And you'll plug it in. Mutter for the husband and also for the brothers when the husband's not a psudak and the brother is. Mutter for the brother and also for the mutter for the husband uh, mutter for the brother and also for the husband is when the husband is a psudaka. Mutter for both is when neither psudaka, also for both are both a psudaka. So that that's also a pretty clear list and it's not in the Mishnah. So you see the Mishnah is not comprehensive. So for the Mishnah also omitted the Mitzri case. The Gemara says, no, Yimishum Ptsuyadaka, Lav Shiru, Tatanali Chavilav. And the Gemara says, no, no, no. The Ptsuyadaka case is not no mission. Why? Because the Mishnah listed Chavilavin already. The Mishnah listed biblical prohibited cases. It listed a Mamzer, it listed a Nisin. So the fact that it didn't list Ptsuyadaka is not an omission. So we're back to our original question, which is that if the Mitzri thing is legit, why is it not in the Mishnah? So the, I would about Psudaka is not in the Mishnah. The answer is Psudaka doesn't have to be in the Mishnah because we already listed Chavi Lavin. We already listed biblical prohibitions, as opposed to a um, like a, let's say a Kayin and Almana, a Kayin Gadol and Almana. So that's that like sort of represents Psudaka enough. The Gemara says, "Atu chayiv lav mila katani v'hadik katani hakatani kain hedit shenas almana v'chol shenas akshera." The Gemara says, "Well, what do you mean? Well, wait a minute. The Mishnah is full of chayiv lav, and the Mishnah listed a couple chayiv lav in cases, and it didn't list p'tuadaka. So don't tell me that the p'tuadaka is not listed there. Uh, yeah, but it's not no mission because it, it's already covered in the chayiv lav, because the Mishnah has multiple chayiv lav cases." So you see, the Mishnah felt the need to speak out each case, and the fact that it did not speak out to Adaka is an omission. What did the Mishnah list when it comes to Chayv Lavin? It listed a Kain Hed Yishenas Almana, a Kain who marries a, a widow who has a brother's Kain Gadol. That's one, and a Chalal Shenas Aksheira, and it also lists a Chalal who marries a Kosher woman and has a brother who's a, who's an eligible Kain. So that's two Chayv Lavin. That's a Kain Gadol and Almana, and a Chalal with a Kosher one. So you see the Mishnah listed both those. And if it's listing both those, why doesn't it list Psuadaka as well? So Psuadaka is 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 uh, is is an omission, and that would explain the Mitzri case. So the Gemara says, no. Hahu Yehuda. My computer is going to die soon. Um, the Gemara says, Hahu that hold on. The Gemara says, The answer is no. The Mishnah does not list all Chayvei Lavin. And Ptuadaka is covered in the in the categories of Chayvei Lavin, and it's not no mission. And therefore, Mitzri is omitted, and that's a proof that we don't pass in that way. I So why does the Mishnah list a Kayin Gadol to an Almona, which is one, and then a Cholol that marries a Kosher one? Why do you need both? The answer is the Cholol marrying a Kosher one is not to tell you these Halachas, it's to tell you a side Halacha. And that is, it's clear from the Mishnah that a Cholol, right, the Mishnah's example of a Cholol is that he marries a, a woman that that's allowed. And you say, okay, what's the chiddush of that? The chiddush of that is that a cholol, Rav Yehuda Shita is lehuzru kshirusli nasib sulun. A cholol is not allowed to is a koyin who's disqualified. Who's he allowed to marry? I'd say everybody. Rav Yehuda adds a chiddush that he's even allowed to marry a bas koyin, meaning don't think that a bas koyin is prohibited from marrying a cholol. No, it's allowed. That's the point of the Mishnah. So the point of the mission of that case of a chalal is to tell you that a chalal is allowed to marry a baskoyin. Therefore, it's not just listing all chayvei lavin. 
The Gemara says, Hakatani Chol Shenosek Sherev Yisrael Shenosek Bas Yisrael Yishlach Mamzer. But wait a minute. Fine. You're right. So that's that's a necessary case. But it, it mentions the Mamzer case. So it mentions the Kayin Gadol case. That's one. It mentions the Mamzer case. So you see, the mission is listing Lavin. If it's listing Chayvei Lavin, then why didn't it list Psuadaka? It must be the mission is not comprehensive. So Gemara says, Hanami Loi Mahadar Misnehi. Dashmi Lavshin Shavakov. Kamashin Lav Shavakov. Gemara says, No, but that's still not good. Why? Again, we we start off by saying that the mis- the Mitzri case is not listed. Why not? Maybe don't pass in that way. So Gemara says, No, because it also it also omitted Psuadaka. So Gemara says, Yeah, but so Adaka didn't have to list because it's covered in the Chavi Lavin. The Gemara says, but wait, the Chavi Lavin, the Mishnah lists so many Chavi Lavin. So if, if, if the Tzuadaka was covered in the Chavi Lavin, it should be enumerated as well. The Gemara says, no, each, each Chavi Lavin case was necessary, therefore Tzuadaka is covered. But, but wait, it mentions the Kayin Gadol, which is one, and then it mentions the Mamzer, which is two. So the Gemara says, no, that's still not a comprehensive list. I'll tell you why. The Mamzer is an example of a Chavi Lavin that applies to all Jews. The Kayin Gadol is an example that it's a Chavi Lavin that only applies to a subcategory of Jews. So you need both. Therefore, Tzuadaka is not listed, but it's not an omission. It's because it's covered in Chavi Lavin. Ay HaKatani Yisrael Shenosa Mamzeres V'Yishlach Yisrael U Mamzer Shenosa Mamzeres V'Yishlach Yisrael But it mentions Mamzer twice. So you see the Mishnah is listing all the Chayvi Lavin, and yet it doesn't list Tzuadaka. It must be the fact that Tzuadaka is not listed is to show that this Mishnah is not comprehensive, and therefore the fact that it omits Mitzri as well is just a sign that it's not comprehensive. Gufa, I'm Rav Yudam Rav. Rav Yudam Rav said that a Baskayin is allowed to marry a Cholo. There's no prohibition of a Baskayin marrying a Cholo. Let's bring a proof to this. The Mishnah gives an example of a woman whose mutter to her husband is that a cholol marries a kosher. Now, who's kosher? Kosher could either mean uh, just a regular standard bas Yisrael, or kosher means kosher l'kuhuna, meaning a bas kayin. And you see, they're allowed to get married. This is a proof to Rav Yehuda that a cholol is allowed to marry a bas kayin. My love kayhenes, when it says a cholol is allowed to marry a kosher, isn't that not referring to a bas kayin? You see, a cholol is allowed to marry a bas kayin. Zamar says, no, lo Yisraelis. Actually, when it says a cholol marrying a kosher, kosher doesn't mean a bas kayin. Really, he's not allowed to marry a bas kayin. And who is he marrying? A regular bas Yisrael. And why is she called kosher? Because she's kosher for Klau Yisrael. But wait a minute. The next case of the Mishnah is that a cholo, um, a, a kosher marries um, a woman um, and the brother's a cholo. So the, the next case in the Mishnah, yeah, the, 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 the Mishnah's next case is that it says that he had a brother who's kosher. Now, the case of a brother who's kosher is kosher le kahuna. So you see that when the Mishnah uses the terminology of kosher, it means for kahuna. So to over here, when it says kashera, it means for kahuna. So it's an example, it's a proof that a cholol is not allowed to marry a baskayin. So Gemara says, no, midir hakadisa vakadisa. The answer is that's not a proof either way, because the, the end of the Mishnah is saying kosher le kahuna, but the beginning could be kosher le kahol, not a proof either way. Okay. Now, again, Rav's teaching is that a kehenes is allowed to marry a chol. A chol is allowed to marry a baskayin. Masiv, Rav and Bar Nachman, lo yikachu, lo yikachu, when the Mishnah, when the Pasuk lists women that are forbidden to kehanim, it says lo yikachu twice. What is it? Why? It teaches that the woman is forbidden like the man. What does that mean? Pashtus, that means that a chol is not allowed to marry, that a woman who's a chololah, 
a Kayan is not allowed to marry, and vice versa, a Cholol, a Bas Kayan is not allowed to marry. Isn't that the word Lo'yikachu teaching? So you see that a Cholol is not allowed to marry a Bas Kayan, not like Rav. So the Gemara says, no, Amar Rav, Kol Heichaduhu Mozer Himuzheres, Kol Heichaduhu Loi Mozer Himuzheres. The answer is no. Really, a Cholol is allowed to marry a Bas Kayan. So what is Lo'yikachu teaching you? Lo'yikachu just teaches you that whenever you have a forbidden relationship, i.e. a Chalala to a Kayan, not only is he Osir, She's Aser as well, meaning he's over Olav and she's over Olav. So it's not to tell you, it's not adding Isurim, it's just saying that the Isurim that we already know about, they affect both ways. It's not that it's just that, oh, he's Aser to do it. No, she's Aser as well. And not just because, she's Aser because it's Aser for her to marry. The same way a Zayna, a Kayin can't marry a Zayna, a Zayna can't marry a Kayin. It goes both ways. So therefore, Lo Yikachu is not telling you that a Kayin is not allowed, a Cholol is not allowed to marry a Bas Kayin. It's rather telling you that a Zayin is not allowed to marry a Kayin, just like a Kayin is not allowed to marry a Zayin. They're both over a laugh. So you learn that out from Lo Yikachu. Isn't that learned out from Rav Yudam Rav? Don't Rav Yudam Rav. Chintan the Rav Yishmol. Ish Ayisha Kiyasim Chalta Asa Adam. Hushba Kosev Yishalish Cholon Shabadar. The Pasuk says Ish Ayisha when it comes to Yisurim. That when it comes to Yisurim, men and women are all the same. Meaning. That when it comes to Chazer, men are Osir, women are Osir di Chazer. So when it comes to a Zayna to a Kayin, women are Osir, men are Osir. So I already know this. Lai Kachu, therefore, must be extra to tell you that a Chalol is not allowed to marry a Bas Kayin. So the Gemara says, no. Imahi, lava shava bakol, avalav bakol, loy. The answer is, you need both proofs. Meaning, a Kayin of a Chalol is allowed to marry a Bas Kayin. And Lai Kachu is telling you that the Isser goes both directions. The Isser of, let's say, a Zayna to a Kayin is that a Kayin is not a Mary Zayna, and a Zayna is not a Mary Kayin. They're both over Isurim. I, I thought we learned that out from Isha Isha. One is needed for Isurim that affect all of Klal Yisra, like Chazer, and one is needed for a Bas Kayin, which is only a Kayhanim-related Isurim, which only affects a subset of Klal Yisra. I will stop here.